So on the podcast podcast, we talk a lot about education businesses using podcasts to grow their well, their revenue, essentially get find clients. Build their and brand, get leads. Exactly. You know, it works great for anybody who sells courses, coaching, mentorship, anything like this. But one thing that I feel like we've neglected a little bit, but actually works very, very well is SaaS. So the best example of this is HubSpot. So Business CRM, very, very popular, but they have the HubSpot podcast network, which, you know, looks after or owns many of my favorite podcasts. And I actually decided to use HubSpot as one of our CRMs purely because I just hear it multiple times a day through the various podcasts I listen to. Brand awareness. Exactly. It's, it's fantastic for brand awareness. And one of those, SaaS is often one of those products that because it's high ticket and it's so integral to a business, it's not something you take lightly. You know, it's, it's a really big decision for most companies. So they're going to want to go with somebody that, you know, it, it's one is going to work for the business because it's not something you change all the time. Like, you know, we've changed CRMs. It's like a year long process. And it's an expensive process. Yeah, well. exactly. Very, very expensive thing. And everything then integrates into it. So if you pick the wrong one, it's, you know, it's, it's a nightmare. So, you know, we went with HubSpot purely because of, you know, I listened to My First Million, Marketing Against the Grain. These are a bunch of podcasts that are all owned and produced by HubSpot themselves. So when Alex, who is our guest today, joined the company, I thought it was really a perfect alignment for us to talk about it because it really, I kind of just put two and two together and that there's like, oh, like all of my favorite podcasts are owned by a SaaS company. Alex has got a background in SaaS. We haven't spoken at all about how they integrate in podcasting. So, you know, if anybody is listening to this, that they are a, you know, a SaaS founder or they work in a SaaS company, maybe you need to start utilizing podcasts a little bit more. So with that, Alex, how are you doing? Very well. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, cheers, man. I like your notebook. You Thank you very seem prepared. much. Come prepared. Come yes. prepared. You got the dress code as well. I've got the dress code, yep. <laughs> I feel silly wearing navy. <laughs> this, is a bit, this is a bit colourful for us. Yeah, right? yeah, so I'll go back to black next time. All right, Alex, do you want to give us a breakdown a little bit of what it is that, that you've done, where you've come from, your SaaS experience, and then we'll, we'll get into it? For sure. Yeah, so I guess just to give you guys some context, basically... I was an event producer for a education company that used community-led strategies to build communities, specifically within the SaaS uh, industry, SaaS market. So one of the strategies was we would um, create events globally, in-person events, and essentially it was my job to recruit the speakers, do all of the research, and essentially build out the agendas for these events to educate um, SaaS um, employees and SaaS companies. Um, so I learned a lot about SaaS as a whole. Um, I learned a lot about customer success, which was one of the communities that I focused on. So I worked on two communities. One was um, looking at SaaS as like a whole, and the other was looking at customer success, which is a function within SaaS. So yeah, I learned a lot about SaaS and I connected with a lot of interesting people, which is sort of, which led me here really. Are there any particular sectors? Because I mentioned CRMs as an example of SaaS, but obviously there's a lot more to it than that. Are there any others specific that you've, you've yeah, worked Yeah, I mean, the thing is with SaaS, it's a highly, highly competitive market. Like 
that for every industry, you've got so many different SaaS products competing for that market. So you've got marketing, you've got like time management, CRM, customer um, customer management. I mean, there's loads of different um, SaaS products. So it's a highly competitive market, which is something like that I want to explore in this conversation today and why podcasts are such a powerful tool to sort of help them gain authority and build trust within their, within their market. What are they normally doing? So from those conversations, those events, like these SaaS founders or people that work in like a marketing department, what's their normal strategy for building their brand? For building their brand? Well, I mean, so it costs five times more to acquire a customer than it does to retain one. So a lot of these companies, they focus a lot on customer success. So they want to retain because essentially SaaS business model is a remote service delivered, delivered remotely on a subscription base. So they need to um, prioritize retaining their customers. So a lot of their efforts are focused on like onboarding, like making sure the customers are educated, making sure they have um, great support and understanding the products and the services. Um, And then when you look at um, the different um, SaaS products, a lot of the time, big, big contracts are made for enterprise level customers. So you've got a whole team working for that organization to help them get the most out of their SaaS product. So there's loads of different strategies that um, are involved with that. So I was going to say, actually, you ask about marketing with SaaS companies. I I seem, so I don't know much about the SaaS market at all. And therefore, every time someone will tell me about a SaaS company who is like multi, multi billion, I've usually never heard of them. Whereas most billion dollar companies, all these massive companies, everyone knows them. Um, as oh they're KFC or they're McDonald's or well, that says a lot about you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> example, like, isn't it? River Island. There we are. All right. Um, whereas there's so many SaaS companies out there that are massive in terms of the money they generate, but brand-wise, you've never heard of them. I feel like that's something that's very specific to the SaaS industry. For sure. Yeah, I can completely agree because at the end of the day, they're dealing with large enterprise companies, so. They're not necessarily. Yeah, Joe doesn't really hear about them. Yeah, yeah. They're not necessarily focused on trying to build brand awareness, which is something they should be. I think, in my eyes, they should be doing. It's a big opportunity for them. I think that's what HubSpot have done really well with their podcast network. Because yeah. now I feel like most people who are somewhat in in the industry will know who HubSpot are, and they're a very obviously one of the biggest CRMs in the world. Yeah, 100%. So I think when most people talk about CRMs, you know, um, most people know Salesforce, most people know HubSpot, um, and I guess some people know Keep. They're investing quite a lot in the moment, you know, building their brand, as, you know, we've seen. But yeah, I've just Googled quickly the HubSpot podcast network. You've got about, it's just endless scrolling. There's like 20, 30 different podcasts here. If you love to travel like me and you understand the power in escaping the money for time exchange trap, but you just don't know how to do it, then building an Airbnb consultancy business could be exactly what you have been looking for. Right now in the UK, there is a completely untapped opportunity through helping struggling Airbnb hosts by turning around their underperforming properties and generating you huge commission payments in the process. 
we are going to teach you all of the tools and all of the techniques that we've learned over the last five years through building our very own multiple six-figure Airbnb business, arming you with everything that you need to swoop in and save the day. Minimal startup costs, zero risk, and almost unlimited potential. Sound good? Welcome to the Airbnb Consultant. Contact us through any of the channels included in the studio notes to get the conversation started. All, yeah, and what they've done is it's all within that business niche. So who is my ideal client? Well, they're going to be business owners, entrepreneurs, people looking to scale up. So all of their podcast content is geared towards there. So their, mo- their flagship one, you know, my favorite podcast, My First Million, it's geared towards, you know, kind of finance bros, Silicon Valley, um, people that are into like crypto and entrepreneurship. Is that why you like it so much? Yeah, I, I, they've just, yeah, basically. Um, <laughs> then you've got marketing against the grain. So it's um, like unusual marketing um, tips, tricks, hacks for, for like scale up. Um, being boss, billion dollar moves, business made simple, CEO school. You know, it, it. you can see the the pattern of all of the shows that they're geared towards. So I quite like their approach and I think other companies can adopt it. Of You know, we talk about this with most businesses, but SaaS specifically is reverse engineer it. Who is my ideal client? Who do I want to buy my products? Okay, let me create content that is then going to attract those type of people and i will just be the sole sponsor now on um the sponsorship episode we did about negotiating a higher amount of sponsors i always said you know SaaS is a good type of business to go after because they have quite high margins they have long lifetime value of customers so even with podcasters with a small audience in my experience generally SaaS companies spend a lot of money you know we did um a season for a makeup podcast last year that had 12 episodes out, had about 200 downloads and then a online booking software for them then spent 12,000 pounds for the next 12 episodes. Well, that's a pretty small show to start with, but obviously they've got deep pockets and every single one of those listeners, those 200 were ideal clients, right? So to them, 12 grand, but that could be worth in, you know, ARR, many tens of thousands of pounds if they get five of those clients. So it works really well. But if I'm advising a SaaS company, I'd be saying, well, why are you spending a fortune on sponsoring podcasts when really you should be building your own IP like HubSpot has? Because guess what? Once you've built that out and you've got that audience, it's now completely for free. And I feel like with most high ticket items, especially ones that then have a drastic effect on the rest of my business, you're going to need multiple touch points. So I think, you know, marketing people say that like the average touch point for somebody to make a buying decision is like six or seven touch points. But if you're looking at, oh, I'm replacing my whole CRM. And if it's the wrong one, it's going to take a year to replace and it's going to cost me a hundred grand. Yeah. You're probably going to need a few more touch points than that. So if you're a SaaS company, yes, you could do social media ads, you could sponsor an event, you know, you could sponsor a podcast, great, but you're going to spend so much money getting all of those touch points and building that relationship with an audience Well, it's actually probably just quicker, cheaper, easier to build your own IP, build your own content specifically for your ideal client. The other thing as well is if 
So obviously it's a bit different with HubSpot. They've got multiple podcasts. But if you have a podcast as a SaaS company, software services aren't usually straightforward. They're quite complicated things. And a podcast can as well as be something to generate income, help you kind of warm up leads. It can also be used to just kind of explain what you do a little bit better. So that will also link into that. But for CRMs, it will maybe that's a simple, simple kind of example. But there might be elements of it that people just don't understand. But if you can just send people, oh, this episode we recorded on this, this on this, and those clients you're talking to, I feel like that could help make things really understandable for people and also for people within the business as well. Could be part of an onboarding process. You oh, listen, 100%. listen to season one of our podcast, and you'll know yeah, everything yeah. about us. Yeah, I think that's a that's a massive opportunity, um, and I think that's why SaaS companies should be seriously investing their time into looking into podcasts. Because, like I said, churn is a massive problem with SaaS companies. They want to um, avoid churn because that's where their AR comes from. So looking at podcasts as a strategy to help educate your customers your existing customer base and help say for example you've just released a new product feature that's quite complex uh, release a podcast episode like talking explaining what the the uh, product is and how you can apply that to your own business and then interview like customers like case studies and help educate your existing customer base and that will obviously educate your customers and help reduce churn in the long term. So I think that's a massive opportunity that SaaS companies should be looking at. I see. So you you think actually it's more valuable to them to help them retain existing customers than it will be yeah. to get new ones, which yeah. I, that makes sense by what you were saying earlier with rather than them, than them getting loads and loads of clients, it's more each client's value is a lot higher and the retention is the biggest thing. It's about getting those people to renew and stay with them. And then a podcast can be, if that's the difference between someone going elsewhere and someone staying, that could be the difference between five, six figures, uh, but without you really knowing almost. Well, the, the thing is, the, the reason it's so expensive to acquire a client is because they're spending a shit ton of money trying to use ads and you know all these other marketing strategies rather than building a relationship. Most brands don't build a relationship with their audience, so retention's going to be massively important. I don't know what I don't know how much of an impact the podcast itself will have on retention because at the end of the day, it's about how good the product is. But if you do build your your podcast out and it's really good content and you start getting traction in your audience, but all of a sudden it now costs you nothing for your primary marketing funnel. Absolutely. And the, the, the element of it, I think, which will help those people who have the product is the maybe a season just explaining it in depth because people can go back and listen to that bit over and over again. Like you say, new feature, new feature as part of our CRM system. And then you can explain it in depth without saying, sending an email to everyone explaining it. You just say, Hey, we've just released an episode explaining our new feature in depth. Um, leave a review. Let me know what you think of it. And then you've got such an easy thing. I mean, we use this with clients almost where rather than having to get on a call with your clients and explain something, you just say, Hey, look at, look at this episode. I had someone the other day who's, intro i wasn't a massive fan of so rather than me sending them a load of bullet points on the intro of their podcast i said go listen to this episode if you've got 10 minutes go listen to this and it explains everything spoke to them they're like yeah all makes complete sense and it saved me a lot of time and for these big companies it will save a lot of time and help build even better relationships i think whilst they're not actively doing anything with their clients yeah completely agree and like even just like looking at the SaaS company's faq page like that's a whole podcast series in itself like that's a, for each FAQ, 
just create a podcast episode for that and and send it out to your to your customer your existing customer base it allows you to prod on people's pain within your content so at the end of the day people make buying decisions mostly because there's a problem that they need solving right so often what we do on this podcast right if if somebody's thinking like right now i'm prodding on a pain let's just be transparent about it SaaS companies spending too much money on marketing and acquiring customers. They're using older, more traditional methods of advertising that aren't as successful. So why don't you try a podcast instead to, you know, have a free marketing funnel for your product, which is going to reduce the cost of finding and acquiring new clients? Oh, by the way, we have a podcast agency that would do all of that stuff for you. So like they're doing the exact same thing. Like within your content that people find valuable, you can highlight a pain and then go into detail about it, have a great guest about it, and then sponsor your show. By the way, this episode is sponsored. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? it, it can be quite overt and it doesn't really matter. Whereas if you're doing Facebook ads or I'm sponsoring, you know, like one of your events that you would have um, ran once potentially. Um, all it's doing is saying, "Here's my logo, right? Here's the name of our company." You can't, you you can't really tell people what their problem is and then tell them how you'll solve it. You know, a lot of that sort of advertising doesn't work, which is why it costs so much to acquire customers because it's basically just if I sponsor enough places for a, a long enough amount of time and you just keep seeing my name, chances are you're going to buy if you're in the market for that. But I or if you're not, bought, and then when you are, who's the first person you get? Yeah, exactly. Whereas if you'd highlighted the issue up front saying, you know, it, here's some pro- problems that you might be facing. I don't know if you are, but if you are, here's the solution. Oh, by the way, we offer it. That's why podcasts work I don't know, quite well for that, that sort of um, advertising. So I definitely think, you know, not just SaaS companies, any company's got a product or a service that can solve a problem they should definitely use podcasts to utilize it purely because once you've set up your equipment and stuff, it's free, right? Facebook ads, Instagram ads are going to cost you money every single time you want to do it. Podcasting is free. Do you know what as well is almost going back to like using it for your existing customers as well. Something that's very beneficial about podcasts is the long tail. And I think that's really highlighted in this situation because you could have recorded a season worth of podcast episodes five years ago but every time you have a new client or you have a new employee, you still use that same series. You still refer people back to it. You still, every time you have a problem, you can send an episode from three years ago. Just because it's old doesn't mean you can't use it. So you could even just produce a podcast for a year. That's it. And never do it again. And then just always use that content. To, obviously, that's not really going to help build your brand because you're not consistently doing it. But then in terms of those clients you already have, helping build a better relationship with them, getting those guys to renew, make sure all your employees are upskilled. You can record one year or one season's worth of a podcast and just refer back to that all the time, save yourself hours and hours and build relationships without having to actively do it. Yeah, that's that's the one great thing about content is that it compounds. So it's like once you've created the piece of content, it's there forever and it compounds and then your audience compounds. Whereas, for example, when you send an email, you send it and it's gone. Whereas content is so su- such a valuable marketing tool um, and podcast is such a great tactic at doing that because then you can record this long form content and then clip it up and share it across all of your social media channels and send it to your your customer base to promote the the podcast itself. So yeah, 
completely agree with that. It's such a powerful tool. Clips is a good point. You didn't even bring that up, um, which is kind of our job. So thank you, Alex. No it's, uh, it's, it's a good point. Is anytime you're producing long form content, it allows you to repurpose that. And look, a lot of these companies will probably have a decent mailing list. So if you do have a good podcast episode, you can still get that transcribed and like the best bits turned into, you know, a blog if you if you're doing that. And you know, blogs on websites have a long tail, right? People if it's optimized, then people will go back and see those. That's worthwhile. If you're trying to grow your your LinkedIn, your Instagram, your Facebook, TikTok, guess what? Take the clips from the podcast because people love podcasts. That stuff's gonna go viral. And also, most brands and, and businesses are boring. Like, they're so boring and nobody cares. Especially but, SaaS companies. Yeah, honestly, well, <laughs> this is a dull sector, to be fair. Yeah. But anytime you've got a podcast, you can leverage other people's names just by getting them on as a guest, right? So all of these podcasts on the, the HubSpot podcast network, they all end up having really, really great name guests. They're very well respected in their various fields, which you then kind of borrow their credibility because if the show is, you know, ex SaaS companies branded and they are the lead sponsor and, you know, the hosts only ever talk about them because they own it and you're suddenly getting all of the great names in your niche, well, people are going to associate you as trustworthy and they're going to like you if they like that guest and it allows you to be found through the guest network, whether they're sharing it, hey, I'm on the podcast this week, or people are Googling or searching on social media, the guest's name, and your interview with them comes up or your clips of them comes up. It, it's just a no-brainer for building an actual relationship with your audience. And like you say, when you're in the business of long-term relationships with your clients, and that is entirely what your business model depends on, it's probably a good idea to actually build a strong relationship up front. Yeah, completely agree. And I mean, like, I think you you mentioned that SaaS companies are, are boring and stuff. I, I agree with that. But I, I feel like people are invested in the success of the story, of the brand story, particularly SaaS companies. Um, so a podcast is a great way at showcasing that and putting a face to the brand and interviewing internal heads of different departments um, in showcasing your story and the success that you've taken. Help people understand what that business is about because like yeah. I said earlier, they're complicated businesses and people can look at them and be like, what on earth is this? But then yeah. a podcast can really make it more digestible what this company did. Definitely. Like transparency and authenticity is so integral to all of marketing and especially now with AI um, on the surge, you've got so much, so much content available like blog posts Whereas a podcast is unique because you can have your own human voice speaking directly to your customers, building your authority, being transparent, which is key, and obviously educating your customers and hopefully bringing in new customers into the business as well. Absolutely makes sense. 100%. I think we wrap it there. Thank you, Alex. No worries. Pleasure. Thank you very much, pal. Uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. The podcast. We'll catch you next time.